This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. The Big Show. I'm Austin Horton in for Jake Scott here with Gordon Monson uh, having a good time here on a Tuesday afternoon. Thanks for sitting in, Austin. Appreciate it. Eric is in your usual role today, so uh, it's good. Yep, it's good. What else is good is college football is right around the corner. We're spending a couple days here before it starts previewing some of the more marquee matchups for both the Utes and the Cougars. And coming up on October 30th in Provo, Bronco Mendenhall it all and company will be headed back to Provo for a reunion of sorts as Virginia comes to town. Joining us now on the uh, special guest line, uh, it's no mystery that Utah is in an extreme drought. That's why Smart Rain has got you covered. Make sure you check out uh, Smart Rain for all of your uh, personal and business water management needs. Dave Kane, the voice of the Virginia Cavaliers, the Wahoos, is on with us now. Hi, Dave. Thanks uh, for joining us. Gentlemen, good to be on with you. How you doing today? We're doing fine. Uh, we talked about it uh, in the intro about Bronco Mendenhall and that coaching staff's reunion with uh, BYU coming up in, on October 30th. Before we get a preview as to the, the, the Wahoos and what's going on, how, what have you learned about Bronco Mendenhall and his time there in Virginia? What, what would you do you, how would you describe the man and what you've seen? He, he is... I guess one word answer here on this one would be unique. I mean, he's just one of the more unique coaches you'll spend time with. And, you know, I have an affinity for that. I just think he does things differently. And he, both BYU and UVA are different types of schools, you know, and I think that fit is so important, obviously for any coach. And would he work in a lot of places? Probably not, but I think he works at Virginia. And I think he works at BYU because he's cut from a different cloth and these, these schools do things a little bit differently. So um, no, I think he's been great. I, you know, incredibly introspective as a person has a lot more uh, that he's interested in beyond football, which I always kind of find uh, fun to work with somebody like that. But he's also got a mind for uh, leadership and, and, you know, very intelligent and very, I guess, balanced in a lot of ways. So, yeah, he's been fun to work with and, and, and fun to get to know. And you kind of one of those guys you get to know slowly over time, too. So I feel like I know him a ton better, obviously, now than I did when he first got here. Has he been granted license that uh, because uh, Virginia hasn't always been a consistent winner, I'll put it that way, and he seems to have floated a few boats uh, since his arrival? Yeah, I mean, I think he's been able to do things pretty much how he's wanted to. I mean, I don't think he's seen too much in the way of obstruction here. And, you know, uh, I think, you know, of course, until last year, it's been that idea of unbroken growth since he's been here every year getting better. Last year was such a crazy season, obviously, for everybody. And, you know, I think one of the things that ever since he got here, first year he was here, I mean, look, it was a learning curve. I mean, I, I think he he thought he knew what he was in for, but I don't think he really did until he put those guys out there and realized, you know, the culture of a program, it doesn't change quickly. <laughs> he had a bunch of guys that hadn't done a lot of winning, and they continued to struggle to win games that first year when they went 2-10. and 10, And then 
Year after that, all of a sudden you find yourself six and six in a bowl game. And then the year after that, you find yourself eight and five in the belt bowl. You win that game 28 to nothing against an SEC team. And then the following year, you're in the Orange Bowl. So, I mean, the trajectory was outstanding. Last year, you go five and five. And I think, you know, you hate to make excuses because everybody was dealing with it. But one of the things Bronco really did last season was put an extreme premium on the safety piece. And he would tell you that maybe they didn't put as much emphasis on football as they probably should have early on. And, and Virginia came out of the gates one and four before they rallied late and, um, you know, had a, had a pretty strong ending with exception to the Virginia Tech game when they kind of stumbled again. But, you know, it was just such a strange season. But it's it's been, you know, Broncos' way since he got here. And, and it's been, for the most part, a pretty, pretty good result that Virginia fans have, have been able to enjoy. You use the phrase a strange season, and that was true for every program, uh, Virginia included. So as you look at that five and five year, what good things happened that were real that will carry over into this season, do you think? Well, I think that you have a lot of guys through the battles and the wars that are going to be back. And, and I know that's not necessarily – I think for a lot of teams that's the case this year when you got that extra year of eligibility. But I think in particular in key positions, I think at quarterback – Virginia's isn't as spot as they've been a quarterback in a long, long time. And that goes not only for the starter, but for some of the backups and the guys that you have coming up the ranks. I think they're going to be in a pretty comfortable spot for some time. And Bryce Perkins was so dynamic as a quarterback for Virginia that Orange Bowl year and the year prior to that. But his heir apparent, Brennan Armstrong, is every bit as dangerous a quarterback. And in some ways, I think certainly with his arm, I think you could make the case he's more dangerous. Not not as much of a game-breaker with his legs. I think Perkins is kind of those once-in-a-lifetime guys that comes through that can you know, break off an 80-yard run on any snap, and that, that gives defensive coordinators nightmares. But Brennan's very mobile. I, you know, In some ways, you could maybe compare him to a Taysom Hill type. I, I don't know that he's quite as athletic as Taysom is, but he's got a good arm, and he's got a good head on his shoulders and, and really has that competitor's mentality. Kind of they, they liken him to kind of like a cage fighter. So. He's got a year of seasoning under him. It was his first year as a starter last year. And then a good offensive line that's all back this year, too. So, I mean, you put those two things together, and I think it makes for um, a pretty high ceiling for that offense coming up this season. So, you know, we'll see. The defense also has a chance to recover. They had some terrible injuries in the secondary for the second year running, and because of that, the numbers were really bad. I mean, they, they surrendered the most passing yards of any team in the ACC last year per game, over 300 a game. And and they know they've got to clean that up. And, and, and I think, you know, you got to have a little bit of lady luck uh, to, to, to get there. But that's going to be one of the big keys for Virginia this season. You know, as you're describing this team, why, you know, I know these preseason polls are oftentimes not accurate and whatnot, but weren't the Cavs uh, uh, suggested to be in the lower half of the league? Yeah, you know, the Coastal Division is such, I mean, I think by anyone who even tell, who votes on this thing would tell you, it has been such a crapshoot, and it, it really is. I think there's five teams that you could realistically make a claim to put in any order. Uh, it, it's just that wide open. I mean, it's been seven different winners of the division in seven years. I mean, you could even make the case, even though it wasn't divisions last year because of COVID, but you could even make the case, if you want to count Notre Dame as the team that represented against Clemson, kind of like the battling for the right to go against Clemson every year, that um, they were an eighth team, you know, in eight years. So, uh, you know, it's just been so wild from that perspective that it's, I, I think you could make a good case for Miami, certainly North Carolina. Those are the two front runners right now, but Virginia Tech, Virginia, and Pitt, I think you could put them all right there too. 
And uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think so. It, it's not as easy as just saying this is the pecking order. Now, with that said, I will say this. Virginia last year was picked to finish ninth in the conference. They finished ninth. The year before that, they were picked the Coastal Division, and they won the Coastal Division. So they've actually nailed Virginia the last two years. So I kind of hope that they're wrong this year. But, you know, it, it really has been kind of up for grabs, and, and, and I, I think it will be again this year. Dave, I want you to know that we've spared you today because Jake Scott, who normally sits across from me here, uh, is on vacation back in your part of the country today, but he's a huge Vatek fan. So we're, spa- oh, we're sparing you. you that, right, Austin? <laughs> That's right. I mean, that, there's, that, no, there's no telling what he might have said or asked you as as uh, as a Vatek. He, he lost a bet with us once, and he had to record that he is the newest Wahoo. Yeah, uh, that, that pained him. That, <laughs> you know what? I think I remember this a year ago. Somebody, I think I might have come on with trying to think. I feel like I've been on with you. Some, someone across the country saying they had a Wahoo on there and they, they were, uh, it may have been, an, or they, they had a, a Hokie on there and they were, and they were giving them grief. And I, I maybe it was another station, it but anyway, us, yeah. there's too many of them out there. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. and, and I appreciate you guys keeping Wahoos and, and Hokies away from each other. That's always hmm. probably well advised. Dave, so, can you thank ex- you. Can you explain to our listeners, what is a Hokie? We, we don't even know. Do we? <laughs> it's, it's a Turkey. It's a turkey. a turkey. Let's just call it what it is. It's, right. a, a hokey is, is a turkey, and every time you go in there, you you know we only play them in Thanksgiving. You know we play them every year in Thanksgiving, and you hear this gobbler call all game long, and I go home hearing the gobbler call in my head all night long. But yeah, it's a turkey. Okay, well that fits. That fits nicely for Jake, at least. In <laughs> That's case. exactly right. Yeah, you what? said it. I didn't. What? So what? I'm not going to disagree. Dave, what do you think? Uh, what are you getting to know uh, Bronco the way you have, and of course we know him from all his years here, what do you think it's going to be like for him walking back into Lavelle Edwards Stadium and uh, facing his former team? I think it's going to be everything he doesn't want to do. He has mm-hmm. not wanted to play this game. I mean, let's just call it what it is. I mean, I, I, this is something he's not looking forward to. I, You know, I think he's one that more or less, you guys know him, he doesn't like to have a ton of emotion in the games and distractions in the games. And this is going to be a week that's ripe with distractions. I mean, for so many reasons. And emotionally, I'm sure for him, too. You know, I mean, this is he's got bloodlines that run through BYU, and he's obviously got the 11 years he spent there. And, and so does his staff. I mean, there's just, it's going to be really strange for those guys to, to come back after all these years and, and be back in that stadium going against that team. I know he's grateful for the fact that he's not going against uh, BYU any earlier than he is in his tenure here at UVA. I think initially we were supposed to go – play you guys uh even earlier but i think they managed to get out of that so he didn't want to go against guys that he'd recruited and so he's not going to have to worry about that but yeah i mean i i think it's going to be uh very strange and like i say i, I think if he had his brothers bronco would just assume not play this game what can a, a byu team that's uh changing over things at quarterback and we all think we we think it's going to be jaron hall but you never do know until those games come but what can a BYU offense with a new quarterback expect going up against a defensive Virginia that was a little uh, underperforming last year yeah I, I think it's going to be very as I mentioned earlier can you stay healthy because I, I think you know it's funny two years ago Virginia had an injury on the road at Miami it was uh, a game where Bryce Hall, who's now with the New York Jets, broke his ankle, I think it was. And anyway, he had a season-ending injury. And 
that secondary has never been the same since. It, it opened a floodgate of injuries that just have really not stopped. And at the time, the defense was exceptional. It was the strongest part of this program. I mean, they were dominant. And it, but, you know, it's just who do you have on the field? And, and I don't think the depth is quite where they'd like it to be. I think they feel like the drop-off is fairly significant when you start losing guys. But they like their first-tier guys a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I think that this team will be much better defensively than it was. It needs to be. And, you know, the other part is you, you get a guy like Aaron Falmui back on the defensive line who was not there last year due to COVID. He actually he opted out. You get a guy named Ben Smiley, another defensive lineman, who was played last year but was injured, got there late because he was originally going to opt out. And there was just some real kind of dysfunction there from that perspective, guys that weren't there. I think this group's got the potential to be pretty darn good on defense as well. Um, I don't know that it'll be the strength of the team. I think offense will be the strength of the team this year. I really do. But I think the defense still will be solid. I think they're, they have the potential to be really good. But, again, they do need Lady Luck to finally smile on them. You're almost, like, nervous to say you think they're going to be any good given what they've been through lately. You mentioned uh, the assistants, uh, Broncos assistants back there, uh, some of whom were at BYU. Uh, what, what has been your impression of those guys? It's a tight-knit crew, I'll tell you that. I mean, you, you don't bring it. What was it? I think you brought seven or eight guys with them across the country who, just, who all uprooted their families and decided to move to Virginia, which is pretty neat, you know, in a lot of ways. I mean, that, that shows how much loyalty they have to, to Bronco. Um, but it, it's, been, it's been neat to watch those guys operate. They're really an insular group. And, you know, these guys, uh, they, they uh, you know, I'll, I'll say this. I think one of the things that is unique about – this program and, and I know a lot of teams promote within but Broncos really one who believes if, if he, he doesn't trust you you're not going to fit in his system and so many of these guys whether they played at BYU or not uh, a lot of them coach for him you know Garrett 2J Nick Hal Kelly Papenga um, you know uh, obviously Robert and I I mean the list goes on and on and now you're starting to see some Virginia guys at UVA starting to populate that staff as a few guys have left um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's, I, I go mountain biking with a couple of them a lot. I, I ride with Nick Howell and, and Kelly Papinga. So, you know, I'm a Colorado guy originally, so we've kind of got some shared, it's been fun getting to know these guys and, you know, seeing them operate together. They, they really are a family. I mean, I, you see it and, and I, you know, have been lucky enough to be included in some of the things, but you know, they're, they're pretty insular. And then my last question for you, Dave is, and we appreciate you taking some time here. Can you name us a couple of players uh, that uh, folks out here can keep an eye on when Virginia shows up? Yeah. Um, you know, aside from obviously everybody wants to know who the quarterback is, and I talked a little bit about Brennan Armstrong already, but, you know, this is a team that I think if you're looking at what this team is going to be about, it does start with a quarterback, but they've also got some good some guys behind them. But, guy by the name of Keaton Thompson is an interesting one to keep an eye on. Uh, he, he was a quarterback in Mississippi State, transferred in a year ago, had a shoulder injury, and has since kind of switched to more of like a slash-type position, almost like a Taysom Hill type. Is, is He's played some receiver. He'll line up in the backfield. Uh, big, powerful, athletic, fast runner. I mean, he's an interesting guy to watch. Um, and, and then, you know, the receiving core was expecting to have Lavelle Davis. They might by November. Who knows? But Lavelle Davis was a dynamic freshman receiver at about six feet five inches in height who, who was fantastic for this team, but tore his ACL. 
in spring ball very early. And so with him out, all of a sudden Dontavian Wicks, another receiver that Virginia expected to be a star a year ago, who's now a sophomore, but he missed all of last year with uh, an injury he suffered in camp, fall camp. So he kind of takes the place of Lavelle Davis, but he, he has the potential to be really good. And I'll tell you, an X-factor guy on offense, too, is a transfer uh, from Oklahoma State, a tight end by the name of Jelani Woods, who's 6'7", 263, and he, he's a he's a hoss, and he's got hands, and I think he has the potential to be uh, a really uh, good player for Virginia and a guy who can really change things around, uh, and that's all, of course, in addition to the front five. And then on the other side of the ball, some guys to, to think about, I think, if you're trying to figure out what this group is about. Noah Taylor, a dynamic outside linebacker who has the ability to get to the quarterback, Joey Blunt, a safety who's been hurt throughout his career at times, but he he's a tremendous player, too, who's a difference maker on that side. And then I mentioned Aaron Falmui, who I think can get after the quarterback and change things up a little bit on that defensive side of things. So those are a couple of the guys. But, you know, th- this is a group where it really is uh, across the board. It's not there's that one guy you key on, not drastically unlike those BYU teams where you just you've got a bunch of pretty darn good players. And you know that the sum of the you know the sum of the parts is the, the whole is greater than the sum of the parts, et cetera. You know, when you put it all together, it, it makes for a pretty good football team. I think this is going to be a good team this year. I really do. I think they've got a tough schedule though, so we'll see what it looks like by November. You're going to North Carolina. You're going to Miami. You're going to BYU. You've got Notre Dame at home. Um, it, it's going to be a tough road to hoe. But the one thing I'll say. Cavaliers need to be a lot better on the road than they have been. That has been the true bugaboo of this program, uh, including during the Bronco Mendenhall years. I mean, you're talking six and twenty on the road, seventeen and two over the last three years at home. So they need to right what's uh, been ailing them away from home, and I think that's one of the things they're really trying to address. Well, Dave, we might bother you again uh, come game week, that end, uh, that final week of October, if you wouldn't mind. It's been great having you on today. Yeah. Absolutely. If you keep the hokey off the show, I am game. <laughs> we'll see what we can we'll, do. We'll gladly do that. <laughs> he might be in jail anyway, knowing him. We'll see. Yeah. All right, Dave, be yeah, well, be safe. Know. All right, guys. Thanks. Take care. This is Dave Kane, University of Virginia radio play-by-play voice and director of broadcasting. Asked him about Bronco Hall to start, Gordon. He said uh, he's unique. He probably wouldn't work a lot of places, but he works at places like BYU in Virginia. I can't think of a better way to nicely sum up Bronco Mendenhall. Yeah, he didn't use the word weird. No, he didn't. Someone else I know uses that uh, word. No, I mean, Bronco is – it's interesting to hear someone else talk about him. And Yeah, it is. From, uh, from different a, experiences the, out yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I, di- I was going to ask a good, him. He's a good football coach, though. He really is. Yeah. And, and I think he's a good human being. He just has a different way – unique, I'm sorry. A unique way of going about his business, but he he seems to motivate his players. Seems to as well, yeah. But I'm I'm looking forward to that game. I know Bronco isn't necessarily, but I think it'll be fun to see the the reunion between that squad. Oh, and yeah, this one. you don't think BYU fans are going to be interested in that? It'll be interesting to see how they respond to him. I think he'll get an ovation. He should. Yeah. He won ten games like he was getting out of bed. It, it, they should like Bronco. Didn't beat Utah. But he did a lot of good things while he was at BYU. Well, he did beat Utah. Not for a long time. No, he did. It did start to slide away. <laughs> a little bit. All right. Uh, speaking of things uh, that uh, are sliding away, money from any hour services because Gordon has put the screws to Mike. And uh, you're giving uh, no, you're giving away the farm no, today, buddy. I did not put the screws to Mike. Mike put the screws to himself. Well, well that sounds interesting. <laughs> 
here's the th- here's the thing. Even though you didn't have to prompt it wow. today. <laughs> My bad. I, I, I got us here. Let's start over. Mike from Any Hour Services is with us here for a very family-friendly yeah, segment. Yeah, yeah, and Mike has a great deal for everybody. Is that what we were supposed to say? I, I you know. Ogden to Nephi to a little park said, I'll just stay with the script. I'll just uh, just uh, not get myself <laughs> do, in trouble. Do what you got to do, man. <laughs> uh, but let's talk about uh, some, some other tips that you have for us. Uh, sure. People are looking at the end of the season. They're looking towards winter and going, okay, I know I should have someone – do something here but what are some things they can do at home before they call you well i mean with the with the weather changing a, a big one that you can do is go to your thermostat and make sure that you are set to the auto setting and what that means there's usually a or a, on a lot of thermostats there's a cool heat and then a lot of them have an auto and so when the temperature starts to swing where we're using our air conditioner in the day and we're not quite to the point where i think we're using our furnaces at night but it's going to be here sooner than we think by being in that auto setting, it's going to make it so that it will kick over to the furnace automatically because what will happen is each year we'll get a few calls where they're like, oh, my furnace isn't working, and we go out and it really is something as simple as like, hey, your thermostat wasn't set to the right spot. So it thinks that like, oh, it's really cold inside. You must want it to be that way because I don't need to, you know, whatever. And so so that's that's one thing. The other thing would be, uh, you know, if you wanted to do it now or in a couple of weeks, it's a good idea to actually kick the furnace on before you need it on those really cold nights just to make sure that it's producing heat because if for some reason it doesn't come on, you're going to be grateful to like call somebody ahead of time be like, hey, can you come and take a look at my furnace so that uh, when the cold weather does hit – because if you wait until that first cold night, it happens in the summer and it happens in the winter. Everyone's turning their furnaces on at the same time, and there's a certain amount of them that, for whatever reason, they don't come on. And then all of the HVAC companies in the valley get swamped with calls, and you're waiting two, three, four days until somebody can get out there. So be proactive. You know, get the tune-up done. Go out and turn the thing on and make sure that it's working. Everything that you can do like that is just like an ounce of prevention, right? That's what happens yeah. at the Monson House. Gordon rolls over and says, "Lisa." It's cold. Uh, you go turn on no, the No, no, be like me. I already made the call. He did. <laughs> he made the call. Yeah. Oh, last sorry. last time I was here. Sorry, I thought that's how this thing went. Is I give you some guff and, and then you uh, just didn't mean to touch oh. on a sensitive button there. Huh? I, I be like me. That's be, all. Be Gordon, like Gordon Gordon got both of his furnaces tuned up. Well, no, I haven't had it yet. I have a oh, uh, appointment schedule. I see. I At least see. I think I made. We went out and did the air conditioner. I, actually, I don't know if you did either. Well, yeah. if you we'll have to check it out. <laughs> if you haven't called and made a, an appointment, uh, now's the day to do so, Mike, because you're, like I said earlier, giving away everything. Yeah. You know, normally we charge $99 to tune up your air conditioner or your furnace, but tonight you can get either one of those tuned up for only $29. So you can lock in a $70 savings by call just by calling in. You can schedule to have them done whenever you want, but if you want to lock in that price, you got to call tonight. If you want to maximize the savings tonight, you can actually get both of them done at the on the same visit. When we come out there, we will do a pre an end of season air conditioner tune up and a preseason furnace tune up, so you can get all of that stuff done that we were talking about uh, earlier. And it's only going to cost you forty nine dollars rather than one hundred ninety eight dollars. Oh, it's amazing! Forty nine bucks to get them both done, and you're you're set for winter. 
And then come spring next next spring, your air conditioner is ready to go. Correct. I, you know, we actually I've been saying that it, the price includes our no breakdown guarantee. That's exactly how our no breakdown guarantee works. Is from twelve months from the time that we service the system, we guarantee you it's not going to break down. And so for the rest of this summer this winter and for next summer as well. If it breaks down for any reason, you give us a call. We'll dispatch a service technician out there to diagnose and troubleshoot the system for free, and we're going to give you the money you paid for the tune-up back. And I just like the security of it, Mike, knowing that you've had it checked so that it's operating properly and it's safe, because that's something you know you think about when you care about your family. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And the, the, the butler that lives in the East Wing, he's got to be cared about too. never never had a butler mike not at home <laughs> look that was just one time on vacation and i didn't know what happened there he just, vacations places where you get a butler it came with the place it, 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 yeah he one, claims to have not known about it one time <laughs> it only t- uh, hey if i had vacationed somewhere <laughs> once and i had a butler I, I would tell that story like i mean it might be commonplace for you but like for me i'd be like i've had a butler before the thing is is wherever that butler is i know he's telling the story about gordon too uh, there were probably some memories maybe. no i didn't really like having him around i just you know go 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 float on a raft he just like he just hung out <laughs> came with a butler <laughs> A cabana boy. All right. Uh, Ogden to Nephi, Twilight of Park City. I love this part, uh, Mike. Yeah. This usually costs people like 198 bucks. Yeah, to get them both done. But if they call today, 801-443-7400, you get both done for 49 or if you just want one of them, 29 bucks. Correct. Incredible. Call any hour services right now, $29 for a furnace uh, preseason or air end of season conditioner tune up or get both for only $49 with the no breakdown guarantee 801-443-7400 or visit anyhourservices.com thanks mike yep more of the big show up next here on the zone Hey, get ready for the upcoming jazz season at the Jazz Team Store end of summer sale, August 26th through 28th at Vivint Arena. Great deals on the latest jazz gear. That's this Thursday, the 26th through the 28th. The Big Show with Gordon Monson and one Patrick Milton Kinahan will be live this Thursday at the Jazz Team Store here at Vivint Arena. You know, I don't know what PK's middle name is. Does he have a middle name? I don't know. Patrick? That's a Patrick's a strong name. Does it require a middle name after it? I don't know. Does any name require a middle name? Some do. Some do, yeah. Why? Like, 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 like if your name is Bill, well, our friend Bill is out there. Bill, it, it's probably short for William, but Bill requires then something after that. Well, <laughs> it does? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. Bob? Bill Bob? Bill Bob. I don't, you know, Bill Will. Uh, I don't know. But I always wanted to name a Bill dog Bill. Bill the Thrill. I'd love to. You want to name a dog Bill? Yeah, I just think that would be funny. And this is, why? This, who, who names a dog Bill? I mean, <laughs> come here, Bill. Hi, Bill. Where's Bill? Don't you think that's funny? No, I don't. <laughs> Eric, is that funny? Uh, why is the name Bill know. funny? It's kind of fun. It's kind of funny. Know. 
I don't know. He's Naming just... a dog, Bill? Uh, I like human names for dogs. I think that's funny. Yeah, but, okay, so it's like the name Max. Is that is that also a funny dog? Uh, well, Max, Max has kind of been used a lot, you know. Right. But, oh, and Bill's. But, but that's, but, no, no, but, for dogs. But, oh, your, I see. but your reasoning is any human name on a dog is funny. Kind of, yeah. So, therefore, is Max a funny dog well, name? Yeah, but that's... I'm going to name my dog Gordon. You, <laughs> <laughs> you picked out a name that has been used for a dog, but most human names you don't hear. Terry. Terry? Someone named their dog Terry? Well, would that be funny? <laughs> well, kind of, yeah. Especially if it was like a terrier. <laughs> I'm getting out of this. I've, have you ever met a person named Fido? <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. Hey, by the way, before we break, and uh, this is such an important topic, my, my wife and I are expecting, and we're going over names. We're, we're expecting a boy the first week of December. And uh, with our first, we came to a name that we agreed on really quickly, mm-hmm. and it just flowed and it worked. But now we've got like six names each that we like, and none, none of them really match up with the others, and... Then we're thinking about middle names, and we like to do kind of a family mm-hmm. nod for a middle name. Sure. But how many names is too many? Because I'm I'm actually wondering if it's okay to give to have four names. So first, middle, third, last name. Tell us what you're thinking of, and then I'll give well, you it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Like, would you name your child Buddy? That's a dog name. No, I would not name my child Buddy. But so, like, she likes two names, and I like two names. So if we meet in the middle and we give the kid two middle names, one that she picks and one that I pick. So they would have a first name, two middle names, and a last name. Yes, uh-huh. I, I've seen it done. Yeah, royalty back in the day, they all had, uh, if you were in the royal family. But it gets a little cumbersome. It does. You know, <laughs> like on those forms where you got to fill it out, you're going to run out of spaces. How will it fit on their driver's license someday? Yeah. I don't know. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to lose. He's yeah. gonna, we're going to have to name him something Utah, like Caton or something, and, and some made-up Utah spelling and made-up Utah name. Timothy Maximilius Romero... Horton. Horton. <laughs> That's a really cool one. But yeah, it's going to... What names do you like? Uh, I like the name Ashton. Okay. Uh, I like the name uh, Hudson. I like the yeah. name Wells. I would, that would go with your daughter. Yeah, Hudson uh-huh. would, yeah. I like the name Wells. Wells. Wells, yeah. Hudson, Wells, Maximilian. Horton. Maximilian's not going to fly here. I don't know. <laughs> Not gonna happen. All right. What 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 names does uh, does Whitney like? Uh, she likes uh, Knox. Knox. And How's she spelling that? I don't know. That's like not, Knox, Knox. Hudson, I Wells, haven't Wells, asked Gordon how we're like spelling it. K N O X. Yeah, I haven't asked how we're spelling it because I'm not gonna K-N-O-C-K-S. allow it. <laughs> yeah, Knox. Like a knock at the door. Yeah. Did, maybe, how about hard? I am knocks. the one who knocks. Yeah. Hard knocks, Horton. All right. <laughs> this was a mistake. We'll get back to none of this coming up next with a market update here on The Zone. This is The Big Show with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson, presented by Big O Tires, with the lowest price on every tire every day. With no credit needed, financing options available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. The 
Big Show brought to you by Big O Tires, 975-1280 The Zone. I'm Austin Horton in for Jake Scott. Gordon Monson here as he is each and every day. And it's time now for a Tri-Day Trading Market Update brought to you by TriDayTrading.com. Now anyone can be a day trader. Visit TriDayTrading.com. Gordon, how did the markets and your money do today? Well, uh, Austin, uh, the Dow today was up uh, nearly 31 points. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm going to do these live. Okay. The NASDAQ was up over 77 points. Yay! And the S&P up uh, darn near seven points. Oh, I have yeah. pierced nipples. Hi, guys! I got pierced nipples! Hey, guys, what? I got pierced nipples. Hey, guys, I got pierced nipples. Takes a jovial tone. Is that how you celebrate a good day at the market? That is none of your business or affair. But yeah, I've made an how appointment did, for another piercing. How, how did your wife uh, react when you showed up with uh, one of those, uh, you know, one of those, what do they call those? Pierced nipples? Yeah, a, a nipple ring on, on you. Well, what do you think made her fall in love with me? <laughs> She's a gal with an eye for jewelry. Okay. All right. All right. Good. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Austin has what what he doesn't tell you is he has a, a shark tooth hanging off of it. A shark tooth piercing? Yeah. yeah. Shark it, very it's for piercing and then it's through like a little shark tooth thing. Instead of wearing it on his ear, that's where he wears it. Where'd you come up with that idea? I don't know, but now we're crossing the line to where we might need to call HR fellas. I don't know if we need to be this descriptive about my my piercings. The markets were good today. Can't we leave it at that? Jeez. Yeah, well, we should have. God, just yeah. trying to have a little fun and do my live uh, sound effects. And instead, someone behind the glass said he didn't have any sound effects. And then lo and behold, he's ready to go with the pierced nipple drop. Once you Didn't once get you, the newest Wahoo drop in once earlier. Once you take the ring off of there, uh, is there, is there a hole that remains or does it close up? Oh, uh, well, it, it depends how long. You have it off. I will tell you this. Mesh shirts don't really go well. <laughs> a lot of snags. A lot of, a lot of, it's like, uh, it's like uh, a fishing net. Because like, dragging well, across when there. someone gets an earring, a pierced ear, uh, they can go, they can go like 20 years without something in there without it closing up, right? They sure can. That's what I learned in my uh, ear piercing uh, merit badge class at Scout Camp. Yeah. Mike, did your did your piercing uh, heal up, or did it? Uh, is it uh, still available for hanging jewelry? I have never had anything the pierced. Hell? You just ask him if it's available for you to hang jewelry. No, for him. Uh huh. I I am so like averse to pain. Like I when I went and got my first uh then why are you doing COVID, this show? When I well well physical pain. I can take the emotional pain. I've been dealing with that my whole life. But like uh I just shove it way down deep and ignore it. Anyway, but uh when I went and got my uh, like first shot for like the vaccination, I went with my wife, and when I saw how far the needle went into her arm, I almost was like, "Eh, I'll take my chances with COVID." Oh, Mike, <laughs> it's not that bad. Well, is that's it? the thing is, it wasn't. It was the shot was the most pain free shot I've ever had. I'm just saying, I, I could not handle mentally thinking of someone sticking something through my nose <laughs> or my ear or my nipple or anything else on my body. Yep. Yep, well, there we are. We yeah, got there. We, we had to do that. We got we? Mike to say the word nipple on the air, everybody. <laughs> well, I figured you guys were saying it. They're either no, it's bleeping it live or it's, I'm okay to say it. It's fine to say it. We just uh, we had a bet whether or not you'd say it. Oh, who won? 
We all lose, actually. <laughs> yes, and Utah lost when I said it. Uh, you know who doesn't lose is all of Utah when they call any hour services. You mm-hmm. see that transition there? That was, yeah. I, you don't have pretty to, good at transitions. You, you don't have to get a piercing to get uh, a deal at, at any hour services, do you? Uh, that is correct. It's not you a do prerequisite. Not. No, okay. you don't. You don't have to. It do said that. here it might be, so I wanted to check with you. So. I'm pretty sure it didn't say that. So, yeah. so, 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 Mike, uh, what, yes, what's your what's your best what's your best pitch today? What, I mean, uh, let's cut through all the BS. Not that you provide BS, but uh, let's cut right to the quick. What do you got today that our listeners will love? So saving money, that's what you're going to love. So if you have air conditioner maintenance, furnace maintenance, whatever, if you want to stay comfortable, we have a climate here. It's either really hot, really cold. There's a couple times a year when it's like nice and even, but we need a furnace and air conditioner most of the, of the year to stay comfortable. And so that equipment, in order for it to do its job, it needs to be maintained. So manufacturers say you should have this done once a year. Normally we charge $99 to do that. It's worth it at that price. Uh, but tonight... If you call in, you can save $70 on an air conditioner or furnace tune-up and get it done for 29 bucks. So there's 70 bucks right there. Nice. But if you want to maximize the savings and get the Gordon Monson deal, mm-hmm. you can actually have them both done. Call up, say you want the Gordon Monson deal, and instead of 99 for the furnace and 99 for the air conditioner, $198 value, you can get it done for $49. Mm-hmm. How are you guys making money on this? You you, you are running a business, sir. Uh, okay, well, it's it's interesting you ask that. We don't actually make money on these particular <laughs> tune-ups. The reason that we do it, though, because a lot of people, they, they hear that price and they're like, oh, you're not making money. It must be some kind of bait and switch. You're trying to come out there and make things up. But honestly, the the philosophy that we have, it's chess, not checkers. So when we come out there for 49 bucks or 29 bucks or whatever, what we're trying to do is blow your socks off. We're trying to do such a good job for that low price that it instills so much faith in us the next time when when something does actually break because we're not coming out there to try and break something and fix it or make things up people see through that if we were going out there trying to like just make things up with the age information age that we live in we wouldn't have we've got over 12,000 Google reviews with a 4.8 star rating like you wouldn't have that kind of reputation if you were going out there trying to take advantage of people so we really are trying to come out there under promise, over deliver, and hope that if something breaks in the future, you'll give us a call back. And then if you do need a repair, we'll make a repair then. Or if you need an electrician or a plumber, because we offer all of those services. So even though it's a discounted price, you're not getting a discounted tune-up. It's the full-blown comprehensive tune-up that the manufacturers say you should get. This is the time to take advantage of it. As you heard Mike say, it's $198 value. You're getting it for just $49 if you do both the end-of-season air conditioning tune-up and the preseason furnace tune-up, or you can just select one or the other for $29. Cannot be beat. 801-443-7400. Call them today, though. you got to call today, right, Mike? You do need to call today. And looking at the – I can see the calls coming through live on our CRM. And if you're having trouble getting through, when we say you can go online to anyhourservices.com and book, we actually – there's a button up top that just says book online. Whatever's easiest, call us, book online at anyhourservices.com. But you do need to take advantage of this deal today if you want to lock in that $149 savings. We'll schedule you tomorrow if you want to pay the full price. But if you we want you to take advantage of the deal that Gordon worked so hard. 
hard to I secure did. for you. Over I, I over did. years and years and years and of listen, beating I, Mike down. You know? yeah. I'll, I'll say this. I've used That's you guys. That's that emotional abuse I was talking about. <laughs> I've used you guys many times, and it really does – What you, it's smart what you're doing because once you come out and do a good job – and then, then you think next time you go, okay, who are we going to call? You're not going to, you go, let's call them. Right. When you've I mean, already got a relationship there, then, yeah. and, and it, it means a lot for someone uh, that has as high a standards as you, like with the, the quality and everything that you're used to, that you do call us back. Because it's not that you just called us out once because I was on the show and you felt some kind of loyalty that way. You've called us out again and again, and that means a lot to us. Yeah. It's just, it makes sense. And believe me, if you guys came out and did a crappy job, there's no way I'd call you back. Oh, I believe you. I hear the things you say to me live on the air. I can only imagine what you'd say behind my back. And and I've probably called you guys, uh, I don't know how many, just over and over again. Because we've always been happy with uh, the service we've gotten. That's awesome. 801-443-7400. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. That's Any Hour Services. Craig Bowlerjack up next here on The Big Show.